Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tips with Salsa, talk tips and tales from the nonprofit community. This episode is so very timely with Giving Tuesday coming up in November. So today we're going to learn about software that you can use to power your days of giving, communication tips you can use to make sure people know what to do and when to do it on your giving day, and you'll learn how to expand on your single day of giving and turn it into a year-round advocacy and fundraising effort for your organization and those that you serve. It's truly a great episode, and we hope you enjoy it. Let's give it a listen. Welcome to another episode of Tips with Salsa, talk tips and tales from the nonprofit community. I'm Craig Grella, content marketer for Salsa Labs, and I'm here with Wendy Levine, marketing director. Today, we're going to talk about days of giving, which is timely because nonprofits are in the middle of planning this year's Giving Tuesday fundraising events, which this year will take place at the end of November. Now, for some nonprofits, Giving Tuesday can represent a huge portion of their fundraising. So these events are super important to plan and uh, very important to execute them properly. And that brings us to our guests for this episode. Today, we're speaking with the team over at GiveGab, which is the number one digital solution for giving days and year-round fundraising tailored to cause-based organizations. We're joined by GiveGab's product marketer, Molly Melia, and project coordinator, Laurel Maley. Welcome, Molly and Laurel. Hi, thanks for having us. So uh, maybe let's start with a brief introduction of GiveGab so our listeners can understand what the software does, and then maybe give us some quick intros about yourselves and what you focus on there. Absolutely. Um, I'll kick us off. So um, as Craig said, I'm Molly, and I'm the product marketer at GiveGab, um, which, of course, is the number one solution for fundraising for Giving Days. Um, we also offer a variety of products that are focused around year-round giving as well. Um, but our team works day in and day out um, closely with um, community foundations, nonprofits, and educational institutions to really help them build their own fundraising campaigns, whether that be 24 hours um, specifically, longer, or like I said, year-round fundraising days. Um, and we offer so many different products that are really customer-focused. Um, that's you know one of our values is to make sure that we're constantly listening to the feedback that we get from our partners to make the services that we provide um, something that's a fun and enjoyable experience for them as they're going through their fundraising campaigns. Um, and so Laurel, who I'm joined with today, is one of our project coordinators, and she works really closely with our Giving Day partners. Um, and I'll let her kind of introduce herself and talk about how she um, kind of provides that customer support. Awesome. Yep. So my name is Laurel and I'm a project coordinator at GiveGab. So what that means is I am the point person at GiveGab for our partners who are looking to run a giving day on our platform. So if you're running a giving day with us, um, you'll work with me or someone just like me um, to help with kind of the planning, preparation and coordination of that giving day um, leading up to and during and even after uh, the giving day happens. And so I kind of serve as um, the middle ground between people and technology. So there are a lot of tools that we have in our product to make the most of a giving day. And I'm kind of the person that helps our giving day hosts um, understand those tools and really use them to the best of their advantage. And Laurel's being so modest. Um, I have to say, I come from a background of giving days before this and worked in a giving day in my own community for five years. 
And I think something that's so unique about GiveGab is not only is the product you know, top of the line, has wonderful, easy to use features and is very intuitive for any donors that use it, but the project management and the team that you work with at GiveGab is so stellar. Um, they're experts in their field. They work with partners across the country that they can connect you with. And I know that Laurel becomes just as much a part of the team as if she were in the same office as them. Um, so it's really great. And I'm glad to be joined with her today so she can you know, talk to you about some of her experiences with our partners. Yeah, that's that's great, guys. This is Wendy. Um, let me um, ask you if we have listeners who don't have a lot of experience with giving days. Um, what is maybe you could both answer this question, you know, maybe starting with Molly. What what's the one thing you would want them to know if you could pick one thing that was most important about starting a giving day or expanding a giving day, um, whether it be Giving Tuesday or something else? What would be that one thing you want them to know? Well, for me, I think giving days are are so uniquely positioned to meet the specific needs of the community that you serve. So like I said, whether that be, you know, a nonprofit that's running a giving day or a community foundation or even a university, um, you know, each giving day is uniquely tailored to meet the needs of that community. So whether that is, you know, raising funds around a specific cause um, in your community and opening up your donations for that, whether it is to um, you know, grow the demographic of philanthropy in your community and attract donors of a different age. Um, or maybe it's just to engage your community in a new way or engage businesses in philanthropy in a new way. Um, you know, there are so many different goals that you can set. Um, and then our project coordinators like Laurel um, help you figure out how to meet those goals. And so they're just uniquely positioned for communities of their own. That's really interesting. So, Laurel, are most of the people you work with that are doing giving days um, doing local or regional based giving days as opposed to big national campaigns? Yeah. So a lot of what we see is folks who are doing are doing something very local, um, oftentimes a community foundation in a county, city or even a town. Um, will decide to kind of take this on as the host. And then all of the nonprofits in that region are eligible to participate. So it's really hyper-local giving, um, which is very special because, you know, oftentimes people don't always feel as connected to a large national organization, um, but they know the work that the nonprofits in their immediate community are doing, and they want to support those organizations. The, the first giving day that I was involved in was a county community foundation. And it was amazing to see it played out just like you mentioned. The community foundation was kind of the hub for the local library, some of the local businesses, which were not nonprofits, but uh, relied on the generosity of, of neighbors and things like that. And I think they raised about a half million dollars in one day and spread that out across all of the different local nonprofits, food shelters, domestic violence shelter, um, uh, all of which that was their major day of giving. So it was real interesting to see how that worked at the neighborhood level. It's just an explosion of community engagement. And it's such an exciting thing to experience, whether, you know, we're actively there with our giving day partners, you know, on the ground during a giving day or, or virtual 
um, you know, and in, engaging with them. It's a celebration of philanthropy in those communities. Um, and like Laurel said, whether it's county or statewide, um, you know, it's it's fun to be a part of. And even our universities that have alumni from all different states, um, it's exciting to kind of be able to watch live and see where all of their donors are coming from. Definitely. I think something that's really special about being able to provide a platform for a giving day is, especially on the local level, is there might be nonprofits in you know a particular community that don't otherwise have access to the resources to actually accept donations virtually or online. You know, they might not be able to support online donation processing, which is a really huge component of giving these days. And so a giving day can provide that platform for a lot of smaller nonprofits that otherwise wouldn't have the resources. Um, and give donors this avenue to find them when they otherwise might not be able to. So it also gives a lot of exposure to varying nonprofits, you know, that donors might not even be aware serve their community and they're able to find them through a giving day hub. Something you mentioned that's interesting, Laurel, you mentioned that some nonprofits may not have the resources or even the technology to do this, which which makes those foundations or these general giving day um, programs super important. Maybe um, you can talk about some of the things that uh, an organization might do to plan or some of the things that they would think about if, if they wanted to do a day of giving. Yeah. So I think the first thing is um, anyone can do it. Sometimes, uh, you know, taking on something like a day of giving can seem like a a pretty big undertaking, but the truth is uh, that it is possible to do. Um, And I think a lot of people would be surprised um, by how, how, how well it can come together. Um, So things that I would recommend are, you know, finding or building a team. And sometimes those teams are built in, you know, for example, at a community foundation um, where you probably have at least a couple employees who can all take on roles. Um, but you can go beyond that and see, you know, who in your community has uh, connections, experience, um, or, you know, access to certain things that you might need. For example, if you need help with digital marketing, um, finding the people, whether it's again at your organization or in your community who can help with that, um, can go a really long way. And so finding those people who are, are willing to get involved and offer their experience, um, you know, time, their skills can really help you build a foundation for a giving day. And so, well, you know, sometimes we work with folks who are just a one person team. Um, there are a lot of people behind that, that they are coordinating to make it come together. So giving Tuesday is coming up. Is that a good time, a good place for people to start with a giving day? Giving Tuesday is a great time for people to start a giving day. Um, you know, Giving Tuesday is a national giving, you know, day of giving, um, but it's platform agnostic. Um, so what it means is it's really just a movement um, and it's encouraging everybody, you know, at the, the start of kind of the, you know, end of year giving celebration to kick off generosity and hosting a giving day in tandem with the Giving Tuesday brand really allows you to kind of already hop on and ride the wave of this movement. And, um, you know, you know, 
run with with their branding and have kind of a strong foothold um, to kick off with. And so we have several giving days that we work with that have started and run around Giving Tuesday um, because of sort of that strong brand recognition. Um, and then they create their own campaigns around that. And they're able to, like I said, really leverage the movement and leverage the community's understanding of that movement and understanding of what it means to be generous around that time of year. Um, so we have several partners that do it, and it is absolutely a wonderful time um, to really start thinking about how you can bring a giving day to your community. Can you maybe give us a couple examples of some of the organizations you've worked with that have run um, giving days? Yeah, so um, I work with the Amarillo Area Foundation in Texas, and they put on an event called the Panhandle Gives. And so this is a giving day. Uh, it's actually a campaign. It goes over multiple days, but it culminates on Giving Tuesday. Um, and it's an event for the entire Panhandle region of the state of Texas. Um, and so that community has really rallied around this time of year, um, you know, as, as the time of giving and generosity for them. And so uh, I mentioned it's a campaign. There's a, uh, a week or so leading up to Giving Tuesday that they promote giving on their website, but really the majority of the giving happens on the final day, which always lands on Giving Tuesday. So the majority of funds come in on that day. And, and like Molly mentioned, you know, this is a day that is nationally recognized as a, a day to give back, um, especially to your own community. So people may not always recognize the term giving day. Um, but most people understand Giving Tuesday and understand, um, you know, giving generously around that time of year. So um, the Panhandle Gives has really built momentum off of that. Last year was their, actually their first year um, on the GiveGab platform, and they were able to raise over $3.5 million um, in the roughly eight days um, that their campaign ran. Again, most of that coming through on Giving Tuesday itself. So that was really exciting for them. Um, and something that was special was prior to GiveGab, they had been um, running their, their uh, event kind of in-house. And so um, one, one setback to that was that folks were only able to donate to kind of one nonprofit at a time. Whereas, you know, on a giving day, they might be inspired to give to a lot of different organizations. And so something that we can do um, on the GiveGab platform is allow for folks to give to up to 10 organizations in one transaction. So we find that on average, on a giving day, people give to about three organizations. So what that means is that a lot of nonprofits are getting even more exposure by participating in this collaborative event where you know all the nonprofits in the area are listed on a website that uh, local community members can come to and sort of use as like an index um, to find organizations to support, which is really special. So it's, it's sort of an interesting concept, right? Because you have these organizations, big or small, that are using Giving Tuesday to kind of launch their, their own day of giving or their own program specifically. And then the platform is kind of allowing them to continue that into this kind of idea of community-based giving, where they can keep that up all year long and keep, rather than just, hey, here's our one day, or even if you're promoting Giving Tuesday over the course of a couple of weeks or months, you can really extend out that campaign all year round and continue highlighting more of those nonprofits or those essential resources in any given community. 
Yeah, absolutely. So just as GiveGab provides, you know, the technology and the product to run a time-based giving day, we also provide other fundraising tools like our community giving platform, um, which provides, again, a similar centralized website um, where organizations can fundraise through that. And um, as a host organization, you can have the opportunity to highlight certain initiatives um, throughout the year if there's you know, a hurricane in your region or, you know, last year we had several of our community giving sites provide, you know, COVID relief opportunities um, similar to, you know, opportunities to raise money for social justice. Um, so these community-based sites allow um, organizations to, as Laurel said earlier, have a place to continue to collect donations year-round that they might not otherwise have if they didn't have this avenue um, to do that. It sounds interesting too. It almost gives the organization an ongoing platform to be very responsive to changing needs in the community. Whereas if you were an organization who's just forming, it may take longer to have that lead up to create websites and plans and get the word out. You don't have any kind of marketing connections or list size, but yet with this, you're a community organization that maybe has that and continues it. Absolutely. It serves as sort of this kind of like verified hub of organizations that can come together and tell their story. We make it so easy on the back end for nonprofits who are, you know, connected with a giving day or a community site to provide information about what they do and who they serve and invite fundraisers to join them so that they really can have these ongoing campaigns and be successful year round. Um, And in addition to providing, you know, what they see kind of behind the scenes and setting up their profile, you know, our team at GiveGab works really hard to provide them resources as well to help them be successful. So whether that's working with a host organization to provide some type of webinar training or, you know, uh, pull together our nonprofit toolkit, which provides them with social media language and, you know, graphics designed by our graphic design team to help them fundraise, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here for, you you know, the the forward facing technology side of what we do, but also the capacity building side so that our nonprofits that do participate in in all of our services um, are successful. Cool. So you, you were talking about your toolkit. Um, maybe um, take a step back and just if we could talk about kind of technology in general, when you're approaching a giving day, um, whatever platform you decide to use, what are the important things that you want to make sure you have so that you're engaging with your community? Yeah. So when people, I think, first come to give Gab um, and, and kind of come to us through the marketing lens. Um, so from my perspective of the team, you know, we have people looking for something that's really modern, really easy to use. And um, that means easy to use from both sort of the user perspective, but also from the donor perspective. Because as we know, if you can use it, but a donor can't make a gift, it's got to have that. Um, And as Laurel touched on um, before, something that makes giving you know, quick and easy is is so important. So having sort of that gift basket feature and the easy to use payment methods, um, as well as around specifically giving days, um, you know, we see a lot of people really interested from the bat in not just 
sort of the easy to use modern front, but also the how can I take my giving day to the next level front? So is there opportunity for me to integrate peer-to-peer fundraising? Is there the opportunity for us to be able to offer prizes in tandem with our giving day? And how can we, you know, engage businesses um, in our community who are also philanthropic leaders in this space? So we see that from kind of a first glance and a first approach when people are looking and just starting to learn about the Giving Day product. And I think Laurel can definitely chime in here about what our partners' favorite features are once they actually start and are kind of in in the big trenches of building their Giving Day. Yeah, absolutely. I think something that I hear often that can sometimes be taken for granted too is security and reliability. Um, I mean, I think today that sometimes goes without saying that that's an expectation, um, but that is something that we certainly really value um, as well as speed. You know, we want to make it really fast, fast to load, fast to donate, um, which comes with the ease of use. Um, and Molly touched on some of the tools that, um, you know, from my perspective can kind of help take a giving day to the next level in terms of engaging with donors and raising money. And so I think the baseline is, you know, it's easy to use and anyone can get on and quickly accept donations. But if you really want to invest a little, maybe a little bit more time and effort for a big reward, um, one of the most popular features is peer-to-peer fundraising, um, which allows individual supporters to um, basically create a personal page and fundraise on behalf of an organization. So I think a lot of us see this. Um, I certainly see it a lot on Facebook. You know, my friend is running a 5k to support the local animal shelter. And so that's an example of peer to peer fundraising in action, but there doesn't have to be, you know, a 5k happening, um, for that to take place. So we do see that happening on a giving day where passionate supporters of an organization are signing on to fundraise on their behalf. And, um, I, I just ran the stats recently. We found that for, for giving days, um, at least run on our platform, when organizations use peer-to-peer fundraisers, they can raise anywhere from 3.5 to 3.8 times more than organizations that don't. So that's a huge impact just by engaging with, you know, anywhere from like three to 12 people um, who can go and spread the word on your behalf. So that one's very popular. Kind of that network effect in action. Exactly. Yeah. Which kind of brings me to the question of communication, right? Because we we profess having this roadmap of communication, planning it out ahead of time, making sure that you know what you're talking about and uh, making sure you're communicating links and, and even just sometimes making the ask or the appeal explicit. I think oftentimes uh, nonprofits will get wrapped into just assuming that people know where they can donate or how to donate or even how much to donate. But um, what type of tips do you have or what recommendations do you have for nonprofits when it comes to communicating uh, their days of giving? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) That's a loaded question. It's such a loaded question. I think for me, from my perspective, you know, obviously as the host organization, you're really in charge of building the brand around the giving day itself. And in order to do that, it's all about introducing your community to the participating organizations and groups that can benefit from the giving day. Um, But then more specifically, when it comes to, you know, nonprofits running their own kind of mini campaigns through a giving day, I always stress that you have to make sure you include a donation link. It seems so simple, but every piece of communication that you do 
could really be telling people why, why today is the day that they should support you and providing the direct link for them to do that. And once they get to your profile page, they get to read all about, you know, what you do. They can see different donation levels and see, you know, what a gift of $10 versus $100 versus $500 does for your organization. Um, but you've got to get them there first. So the number one thing that you can do is just ask them to give and be transparent about that and then lead them, lead them to the website, lead them right there where they can push that donate button. This is this has been such a crazy, you know, year, year and a half. Do you guys want to issue a prediction on what Giving Tuesday is going to be like this coming year? We we have people at Salsa who think um it's going to be uh, just a, a record-setting Giving Tuesday. There are so many issues right now that people feel passionately about that, you know, weren't getting the attention, uh, you know, last year or two years ago. Um, but there are also a lot of donors out there who have been giving a lot over the past year. What do you guys think? I think that people, more than ever, are really engaged with what's going on in their communities. Um, and I think that people more than ever feel compelled. They feel a responsibility to support those things locally and, and at a national level as well. So um, personally, the trends that I've seen so far in 2021 are that, I mean, last year, I would say pretty much from May on, um, we saw giving increase significantly across the board. And uh, overall in 2021, I've seen that trend continue. I think that a lot of um, folks who maybe were you know, engaging with nonprofits for the first time last year are choosing to sustain that support. Um, and I also think some folks who maybe have always been a supporter and are in a financial place to do so are increasing the amount that they're giving because they're able to, and they know that lots of folks aren't. And so they're feeling that responsibility now more than ever. I think too, people over the past year and a half have really become accustomed to giving online. So I think, you know, where before we saw, you know, certain groups and demographics of people that, you know, were more comfortable writing a check for giving or more comfortable being at an in-person fundraising event, um, we've seen a lot of people really embrace the technology behind giving and understand the importance that comes with the immediacy of giving and giving in the moment and giving around a time when there are so many critical needs. And so I have nothing but high hopes for, you know, this year's Giving Tuesday and giving as we go into 2022. I think, you know, people who can give want to give and people who may not have that much to give still feel so compelled to give. I think people would be really surprised to see that, you know, especially on a giving day, um, you know, the average gift size isn't always as large as you would think it is. Um, but it's really a way for everybody within a community to get involved. And a day like Giving Tuesday is is a day when you can do that. So gifts of $10 coupled with gifts of $1,000 or $10,000, they come together and they add up. And I I do believe it will be a record-breaking year, not just because what we've seen people do over the past year and a half, but because people are ready and um, people are giving what they can when they see the need. 
It was so interesting last year <clears throat> looking at the results of the Giving Tuesday overall, the community overall across the country. And when you see numbers of job losses and unemployment and you start thinking like, wow, this is going to be really bad and people are just going to, you know, be really tight and take care of their own stuff and their own families. And then you did see the giving and, and it increased, um, not completely across the board, all industries, but a lot of them. Um, and the numbers were huge. And I think that speaks to people's willingness to, or at least their understanding that there are these organizations doing really important work and and helping people across the country, even across the world. So I, I think that's really positive. And software like this helps them do it, um, which is great, which is great. Well, um, we have one more question, and unfortunately, we're going to put you on the spot. So uh, we like to ask, sometimes, not all the time, but we're going to do it here. Um, we like to ask what your favorite cause is or your, your favorite organization, other than your own. You can't say your own here. You have to choose another, you know, nonprofit that you like or work with or that you personally uh, feel close with or, or donate to, that kind of thing. And tell us a little bit about them. So I'm based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and so I'm, you know, having worked in the giving day industry here, there's so many great organizations. And I think, you know, cause-based, something that really touches my heart is the education um, realm. And it's because I grew up in a family full of educators. And, you know, I think especially during this past year and a half, we've all really seen how important education is and how important it's going to be moving forward as, you know, students really gear up for this this next challenge of returning to school in person and and how the you know being you know tied to tied to virtual learning of, for the past year and a half has has really affected that um so i know when it comes to you know giving days across the board and on giving tuesday i'll be supporting lots of organizations that work in the education space and some of those include you know educational justice which helps provide tutoring services locally in Louisville, um, as well as just some of the reading programs that some of our smaller based nonprofits do. Um, cause I like to support small and I like to support local, um, cause I know that their, their feet are on the ground and they're really listening to the community and their community's needs. Um, and that's important to me. Um, so uh, a local organization uh, where I'm based, which is Ithaca, New York, um, is called the Advocacy Center. And that is an organization that provides services to folks who are victims of domestic um, abuse or sexual assault in our area. And so they provide um, not only a 24-hour hotline uh, to folks, but they also provide counseling services. Um, they can help connect folks with shelters um, and other emergency services. So um, that is an organization that provides a really critical need in our area um, that I, I always, uh, you know, feel compelled to support, especially around, you know, Giving Tuesday and the holidays um, where sometimes the need is increased for things like that. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Um, Molly and Laurel, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us, um, you know, your, your uh, expertise, sharing your expertise on giving days. I know that our audience will appreciate that. Um, if uh, our listeners are interested in planning a giving day, you know, uh, feel free to reach out to GiveGab at givegab.com. And I'm sure they'll get back to you right away, and get you set up. Thank you very much. We um, appreciate your time today.
Thank you for having us. And we're, we're so excited to be connected in this world and, um, you know, hope to, to work closer in the future. And um, thank you for what you're doing for the nonprofit community as well. Yeah, thank you. That wraps up this episode of Tips with Salsa. If you'd like to listen to other episodes, visit salsalabs.com forward slash podcast. The team at GiveGab can be found at givegab.com. And if you'd like to support the organizations mentioned in this episode, you'll find their contact information listed in the show notes on our website. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.